Hi, and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant, Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland, that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you're currently looking for a home church, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship. For more information about our Sunday service or to find out how we can best help you, head to our website at churchunlimited.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message from Sunday service. Tonight I wanted to talk about um, pottery, clay. Who likes playing with clay? Has anyone played with clay before? Uh, Maybe Play-Doh? But clay, and Scripture talks about the fact that we are clay on the potter's wheel. And uh, with every piece of beautifully handcrafted, whether it's from Kmart or not, we'll ignore that. But uh, with every piece of beautifully handcrafted pottery item, there was a detailed and painstakingly hard process at play. So you think about you know, um, some of the beautiful artworks that are produced by potters. And um, before they kind of get going, there's, there's a plan for them. And in their heart, they dream and they decide what they're going to make. And they can see every detail in their heart before they put the clay in their hands. And, you know, they think about the size that this piece of pottery is going to turn out like. They think about the colour that they're going to glaze it with. They think about the shape. And they're going to think about the reason for its use. And just like an earthly potter, the Lord does this with each and every one of us. It says in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. What a beautiful scripture. That God knew you. Think about that for a moment. God knew you before you were even born. He had a plan for you. He had a purpose for you. He designed the shape of your nose how long your fingers were going to be, your fingernails, your feet. Who doesn't like feet? Who, who, who are those feet? Oh, so we've got like four people going, no, I don't like feet. Well, God designed every single detail. He had a plan for you. And each one of us has been designed on purpose for a purpose. There is no mistake. Say no mistake. There is no mistake in the heart of God. And he has a plan, like I said, for each one of us. And so I want to pray that tonight, as we journey through watching what happens with clay, turning from a lump of messy dirt into something beautiful, that you would see the hand of God upon your life as well. Because he has got purpose. He has a plan for each and every one of us. And it's not just to be put on a shelf for for display, even though when we are operating like Christ would have us operate, that is a beautiful sight. But he actually has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. So I want to pray and then we're going to get going. Father, we just thank you that there is no mistake in this room. There is not one mistake that you had spent time dreaming about us 
and loving us before we were even conceived. Father, I just pray that tonight through this very simple message, Lord, as we journey through the life of a piece of clay, Father, that we would see ourselves in this process and that we would make a decision that no matter how difficult it might be at times, no matter how unusual it might feel at times, that we will never remove ourselves off the potter's wheel, that we would trust you and that we would go through the journey because there is a purpose. There's an absolute purpose for each and every one of us. And we just thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. The journey to being formed in fashion is more than likely taking place in your life right now, but it might feel painful and it might be a little uncomfortable. Every piece of pottery must first go through a process before it can be used. So there is purpose in the pain. All right, there is purpose in the pain. It's okay. It's a part of the process. So the first thing that we can learn about clay is that it actually can't be too wet or too dry. It can't be too wet. It can't be too dry. If your clay is too wet, it will not take form. Have you ever seen some of those videos where they're trying to, you know, um, mould this piece of uh, clay and next minute it just spins off and, you know, flies away? Might have been a little bit too wet. If it's too dry, well, it won't kind of be pliable to be moved and it cracks and it falls apart. And, you know, we have a responsibility to actually seek and worship Jesus in spirit, water, and in truth, the Word. It is so important that we're not all wet and out there with the fairies and just living so spiritual that we're no earthly good. But we also have a responsibility not to get so bogged down in theology and all dry that we just are like crumbly. There is a beautiful blend with the clay. The potter gets it just right. We need to be grounded in prayer. Absolutely. We need to worship. We need to pray. We need to seek the face of Jesus. We need to be on our knees. We need to have all of the the water, so to speak. Live in the river with your Bible, (laughs) being grounded in the Word of the Lord. We need to be spirit and we need to have the Word of God and they need to go hand in hand which is why I love church. We get to worship. We get to spend time in the river. And then there's always a moment where we're opening Scripture and we're learning from Scripture. And you know, God really wants us to be Spirit-filled, being able to walk into a circumstance or situation where we can speak life. We've got the Spirit of God operating in and through our heart, but it is grounded in the truth of what Jesus says in His Word. And this is especially true in the climate that we live right now. You know, with all of the, the different worldviews out there, 
We've got, you know, so much that is complex when it comes to, um, you know, different things that are happening, men being women and women being men and same-sex marriage. And these are people we're talking about. So being spirit-filled but grounded in truth is so, so important in this day and age so that we can help journey with people through the complexities of life. The second thing we learn is that there can't be any air bubbles in the clay before it gets to the kiln. The moisture in the air bubbles will actually explode, causing the pottery to crack and to fall apart. So firstly, we see that this clay needs to be beautifully balanced with spirit and truth. And now comes the fun part, where the air bubbles need to be, how can I say this? beautifully and gracefully by the hand of God squeezed out of us. (laughs) So there's a process here. If you're a, we got anyone who like does pottery for, you know, like they're an expert potter in the house. Oh, good. So if I get my terminology wrong, um, I'm not being held. Um, But in my research, it's called wedging, okay? Not the wedging that came straight to your mind then. Wedging, kneading, okay? Kneading. It makes the clay more pliable. It ensures that a uniform consistency takes place. And I think we've got a, a picture there. It removes all the air pockets. It smooths out the hard spots and it gets the clay ready to be put on the potter's wheel. Before the potter can put that piece of clay on the wheel, it needs the pressure of the potter to push down on it. It needs the pressure of the potter to make sure the consistency of that clay is going to be just right. It needs the pressure of the potter to be able to squeeze out all of the air bubbles, to squeeze out all of the impurities, to make, can you feel the pressure? (laughs) You know, and I have been in many, many moments in my life. I feel like I live probably in this process a lot. I'm like, God, I'm still here. But you know, this moment is so important for each and every one of us because we are His clay. And he is moulding us and he is making us into something. You know, I once heard a quote that says, don't let your gift take you somewhere that your character will not keep you. You see, these air pockets could be likened to our character flaws. Is this good, Ronnie? You happy? Okay, great. (laughs) And the Lord loves to deal with our character flaws because he wants to entrust us with the purpose that he has got for us, that he is going to turn us into. And that's why dealing with the character flaws are important, but it's painful. There is pain. Lord, I want to be a patient person. Who needs more patience in the room? 
dumb thing to answer to because the Lord will make sure on your five-week holiday, Pastor James, that there's going to be moments where you're going to be squeezed and the floor of impatient is going to be kneaded out of you. Who hates it when you're just about to um, pull into a car park and someone else gets it and you bless them in the name of Jesus? You know, like these simple things, God is like wanting to need out of us. Lord, I need help with my attitude. More opportunities arrive to keep a good attitude. The Lord gives you a son-in-law like Ray Bartram. And you know, right there and then, I've got like always having to deal with attitude. Always, always. Love you, Ray. (laughs) Savage. But he pays out on me all the time. Anyway, or maybe, you know, um, your mum says something to your kids that you fully disagree with and you've talked to your mother-in-law about it or your mum about it and she keeps just hassling. You get an attitude. Pastor James was talking about attitude tonight. The importance of surrendering and forgiving being needed. Your boss gives that person the job, not you. Yes. Your senior pastor walks straight past you when you're at church without saying hello. Oh, never in this church. Not in this church. But maybe, <laughs> you know, we, we can find offence just so easily. But the Lord, because He's trying to form us and because He's trying to cause us to get rid of all those impurities because He's got a plan in store for us, He's going to need us and he's going to keep wedging and keep pushing all of those impurities out of us. It says in Galatians 5, 16 to 24. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. (sighs) The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires which are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constant, constantly, constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Here you go. Here's some like crazy things that we're talking about here. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like that. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life, well, they can't inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. And this is what the wedging is all about. This is what the needing's all about. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. There is a lot of pain in that scripture. There is a lot of pain, but why? Because God is trying to create in us love. He's trying to create in us patience. He's trying to create in us, you know, all those beautiful things that, you know, that the fruit of the Spirit develops in our life. I wish it was just like a magic spiritual pill. 
You know, like somewhere in Scripture, maybe in the Psalms, where David's had a bad day, there's just like this little magic button. You can press it and out pops a pill like from the Matrix and you put it in and all of a sudden life's issues are all over. But I can't find that magic pill. I find that it's in the pain that God is doing some of His best work in my life. It's in the discomfort that God is actually doing something in my life. You know, I have, um, like I said, I feel like I live in this process a lot. And it's like I live there for a lot and then I kind of get through the next few processes, but then I'm back to a new piece of clay and then I'm stuck back in this kneading process. Currently, I am in an a uncomfortable situation with my workspace and my, my kind of where, where are things going, God, and I don't quite understand this. And, and Lord, I thought I was going to be doing this, but I'm doing that. It's in this process of Him just needing <laughs> and working stuff out that I'm actually discovering what He has in store for me. It's actually in this really painful, uncomfortable position that I'm able to step back and go, okay, God, I'm going to reflect here. (laughs) What am I noticing and what am I wondering about this moment in my life? What are you trying to teach me? And can I encourage you, don't jump off the potter's table at this point. Some of the hardest times in my life have produced the most fruitful things in my life. Some of the most uncomfortable situations have produced the most beautiful um, piece of something that God has used. You know, this thing here kind of looks good like that. But when I decided to get my little cutting that fell off my plant outside and put some water in this and stick it in that, it looks much better. And it's moments like that that you think, is this what it's about? Boys, I know you don't think that looks good, okay? Is that what you're laughing at? Dan James is like, I don't think that actually looks better. You'd prefer that? Anyway, I'm the potter right now, and I think that looks better. Um, But please, can I encourage you, don't jump. Don't jump there. Keep going. Okay, the third thing that we're learning about clay is that it's put on a wheel. And only when the wheel starts to spin... Does the clay start to take form? Without the spinning, there's not much form going on. And can I just say that I have been spun out (laughs) before. Like to me, spinning is like, where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? There is a spin, I think, when God is forming something in us where you can kind of go, I don't know what this is all about. It's spinning me out. <laughs> but if I would tell you, if I, if I were to have told, okay, let me start again. If I were to say 20 years ago, you know, um, you know, you'll be doing, you'll be preaching at Church Unlimited and you'd be working for Alpha Crucis and you'd be doing ACC Women and, and a governance course. Hello, like, hello, what is that? I would have said, uh, not this little person, no way in the world. You know, she's, no, no, that would never happen. But there's been processes in my life where I have not understood why. But God was forming something. So let me encourage you, don't jump off when you don't understand. 
Do not jump off the wheel when it is spinning. You've got to stay there. You've got to say, okay, God, you can ask. Of course you can ask. God, what are you doing? He probably won't answer you unless you have a better relationship with him than me. But he never answers me when I'm like, what are you doing? He's just like, just trust. Just trust. You're spinning. It makes no sense, but he's actually forming something in you. And you know, I just have learnt over the spinning times, over the times where I just don't understand the depth of trust in God that I'm so grateful for. I suffered with panic and anxiety disorder for nearly 14 years and I didn't understand. I didn't understand that I had been called to lead worship and I would get up and I would lead worship and have panic attacks in the middle of it, walk off stage, lie down flat. I didn't understand what was going on. Now, there was some medical things going on, but what actually beyond the medical stuff that we finally got on top of was that God was teaching me and using this. He didn't give it to me, but He used it to teach me to trust Him, to teach me to dig wells that were so deep so that I could be used as a vessel to help others encounter God through worship. And that's what happens when you don't understand. And it is painful. You're going, God, what the heck is going on? And He doesn't say anything. Trust. Worship. Trust, worship, trust, read your word, get in prayer, trust, worship, stay on the spinning wheel. Because it is when we are on that wheel that He starts to shape us and He starts to do something in our life that only the spin will actually produce. Don't escape it. Don't argue with Him. Because oh, it just ignores you anyway. Um, but <laughs> it causes more anxiety in, in your life. I mean, he doesn't ignore you. God's not an ignoring God. But he definitely is like, just trust me. There's something good going on here. Just trust me. So it feels like he's ignoring you. But he's not. Anyway, next thing. Fourth, force. The fourth thing that you learn. The fourth thing. <laughs> oh, God, I can't talk. The firing process just gets bad to worse, right? It's like painful, then confusing. Now it's just going to burn. Um, <laughs> the clay, once shaped and fashioned into the potter's design. Remember, he had a plan all along. When you were just this like, I was going to try and bring some clay, but I don't know where to buy it from, probably the clay shop. There's like a lump. It's just a lump of clay, right? So from that moment... You can see this beautiful process taking place. And then we get the firing process. So once the clay is shaped and fashioned into the potter's design, it is placed in a kiln. It's like hell. <laughs> no. Um, if you're new here tonight, I tr trust me, loving Jesus is actually really cool, okay? <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. And I want to liken this actually to Holy Spirit just coming on and just like filling you full, filling you full. And the fire is a wonderful picture of the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. The Spirit is like a fire uh, in three ways. He brings God's presence. 
his passion and his purity. And the Holy Spirit, if we allow him to fill us, will give us a passion for God and for his word and for worship and for sharing the gospel like nothing before. Holy Spirit will just fire you up. You've heard it said, if you've been in church, you know, that, you know, we're fired up for Jesus. What does that mean? Well, that just means Holy Spirit is in us and is just causing so much um, passion for Jesus. His presence, God, we, we just want to be in His presence. We want to be passionate about God. But then there's purity. So what happens in the firing process when we're in this kiln is that we're actually, you know, put under a certain amount of pressure and he's just taken us to that next level of purity of just getting to know him more and this is probably where you find moments where holy spirit starts to say as pastor james said earlier come on we need to forgive some people we're going to clean up a few of those impure areas in your life and holy spirit comes on you i mean i've been in services before where i've had such a burning sensation that I need to go and repent to someone that in the middle of a service I have walked over and I have repented to someone that to me is being um is is me being filled with Holy Spirit so much and allowing Holy Spirit to refine refine me because we need refining and the crazy thing is constantly bringing ourselves before the Holy Spirit he'll just keep cleaning us he keeps cleaning us he keeps cleaning us and so this is a process that we can go through quite regularly. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God and He indwells the heart of every believer. In the Old Testament, God showed His presence to the Israelites by overspreading the tabernacle with fire. And this fiery presence provided light and guidance. In the New Testament, God guides and comforts His children with the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, the tabernacle. And the temple of the living God, the Holy Spirit will guide you. He will help refine you. Holy Spirit will help you pray. Have you ever been in a situation where you just don't know how to pray? The last time I was in a situation like this was when my youngest daughter, Megan, she had um, her first baby and Bobby uh, Harmony was about maybe three or four weeks old. And of course, when babies are three or four weeks old, sleeping is out the door and you're sleeping at the most unusual time. And, and she was super exhausted. Anyway, it was about 11 o'clock at night and um, I was in bed in Cairns. She was living in Townsville. And um, I get this phone call from her husband saying, uh, Megan had slipped on a wet floor and they both went flying and Harmony hit the deck, the tile, so in Townsville, there's no clothes on children except a nappy because it's so hot. Um, so she had, Megan had slipped and Bubby went flying and hit the deck and mummy went flying and hit the deck and they were all being rushed off to hospital. What on earth do you pray as a grandmother in a moment like that? I just started to pray in the Holy Spirit. I just started to speak in tongues. I just started to say, Lord, because I was panicking. I was panicking. So I just kicked into Holy Spirit warfare prayer. And this is the cool thing about being in the kiln. When you're in with Holy Spirit, what happens there just is, it's transformational. It, it, I mean, and I mean, 
Harmony was fine. Megan, I think, was more injured than Harmony. I mean, babies bounce, right? They say that. But it's actually true. Their brains haven't, like, there's so much, their skulls haven't come together that they kind of bounce and she cried and she was totally fine. Mum, on the other hand, then had guilt for the next 12 months where we had to pray that through. But that's what happens when we allow Holy Spirit to encapsulate us. You'll kick straight into praying in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, this this fire of God, does so much, brings passion, helps us pray. It it brings uh, refinement in our life. And I just love that when a piece of clay... Uh, sorry, yeah, well, it is a piece of clay. It's been, it's been shaped, but it's pretty, like, touchy. Um, Banji, you can come back up. Thanks. I always love saying that. <laughs> it's fun. Um, when, you, when, you've, when you've created something and then you go to touch it if it's clay, it's pretty, like, you can, you can take a piece of pottery and just squeeze it back down to nothing. But once it's been fired... Now we're talking. Now that thing can be used for a purpose. Now it's not going to be squeezed in my hand. Now there's some, there's some strength about it. And that's what the kiln does. Holy Spirit will strengthen us. Holy Spirit will change us. He will rearrange us. He will give us such an ability to be able to stand firm in tough times He'll also give us the ability to be everything we were created to be. And you know what? We're all like that. We're all like a piece of clay in a different part of our journey. And you know, like I said, I live a lot in the the kneading and the spinning kind of (laughs) section of this whole process. That's because God's done something in my life. And I, I've been used for His purpose and He's doing something else in my life. And I've been used for His purpose and He's doing something. God never runs out of things for us to do. He never runs out of um, things to change about us. And, you know, Scripture talks about going from glory to glory, from strength to strength. He's always got more. That's a good thing about God. He's got more. And tonight, I want to encourage you to just, how about we close our eyes for a moment? And let's just work out, am I, am I just a piece of clay right now? Am I kind of maybe new to faith and I feel like I'm just a piece of clay? I don't feel like I have much form about me. I'm not really sure what my purpose is. Am I just a piece of clay? Or maybe you're at the point where you're working out spirit and a truth. Am I, am I just... I'm spending just too much time worshipping in my car and I'm not spending enough time in the Word. Or maybe I spend all my time in the Word and I don't know what it's like to be quiet in the presence of God and sit in the river. (laughs) Maybe that's where you're at right now. Maybe you're a, a piece of clay that is being kneaded in the wedging process where the impurities are being taken out with the air bubbles, the character flaws. Or maybe you're on the, on the wheel and you're spinning right now and you're like, what the heck is going on, God? What's going on? Maybe you're in the fire and Holy Spirit is just doing some final tweaks and refining and 
filling you full of His presence. Wherever you are, I want to encourage you. If you could take a step back, the potter is with you the whole journey. He's not left you once. The potter has got you from the moment he cuts a bit off the big block of clay right the way until he takes you out of the kiln and looks. And then he goes, right, that is now going to Church Unlimited to preach on Sunday night the 18th. (laughs) Then we start all over again. And so I want to encourage you. Holy Spirit, encourage us. It's one thing for me to encourage, but when you encourage us, when you help us, that's way better. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us not to jump. Help us not to run away. Help us not to be crunchy and yell at the potter. May we be clay that is pliable in your hands. Because God, there is a world that needs you. And they're going to hear about you through us. They're going to hear about your goodness, your grace, your love, your purpose for them through us. And so use us, shape us, change us, rearrange us, spin us, fire us, so that we too can share the goodness of God like we have learned, that we have come to know, that we have experienced to others around us. Just while we're in this atmosphere of worship and prayer, I just want to ask if there's anyone here who hasn't yet said yes to Jesus. Maybe you feel like a piece of clay that's just a big blob. I want to tell you that God sees that blob. In fact, He has grabbed that blob. He he created that blob. And He's got a plan and a purpose for you. And I want to invite you to give your heart to Jesus tonight. I want to invite you to put yourself in the hands of the potter because He has a beautiful plan and destiny for you. So is there anyone here tonight who hasn't accepted Jesus into their heart and you're like, you know what, I need the potter to get a hold of me. Give me a wave if there's anyone here who needs to say yes to Jesus right now. He loves you so much. He does have a plan for you. It's a good plan. Maybe you walked away from Jesus. Maybe you once had a relation. Maybe you were the clay on the spinning wheel and you didn't understand and you said, stuff this, I'm out. Maybe you need to come back tonight and say yes to Jesus again. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank You for Your goodness. We thank You for Your hand that is upon each and every one of us. Lord, help us. Help us not to jump, (laughs) to run away, but help us to stay in Your hands, to be moulded and shaped 
into the image that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed by the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship. 